Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Miscellaneous Podcast. I'm your host, Kenzie. And I'm Taylor. And on this podcast, it is Miscellaneous Adventures. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where we're going, so you're kind of along for the ride with us. And we always have a starter topic just to get the ball rolling. This week, it is Taylor's turn. What is the definition of your name? You're gonna laugh because I literally looked it up on Sunday. <laughs> and I wrote it down in my notes because I was like, hmm. I'm not even joking, okay? I am not. I was like, because I always knew Noble was part of it. Okay. But that's my middle name. So my first name is a very popular Irish name, it's an Irish origin. Okay. And so it basically means both child of a wise leader, which is kind of funny because my dad is a church elder, mm-hmm. and the other one is born of fire. Hmm. Yes. That is what my first name means. Wow. And my whole first name, for those of you who don't know, is Mackenzie. Not with an A. M-C-K. And, <laughs> and if you call me Mackenzie, it just alerts me immediately that we are strangers. We do or, not. We do not know each other. Or... It's your mother. She didn't even call me that, dude. I've heard her call you that before. If I'm in trouble. <laughs> Again, statement stands. <laughs> I've heard her call you that before. But I mean, um, boyfriend called me my full name for a really long time. And it made me appreciate my name. Because I used to think it was just like, eh, whatever. It's just I mean, eh. I thought I, my name was just eh. I and then he started saying name. it. And then I was like, well, my name. <laughs> I, gave you one of, I gave your name to one of my children. That is true, but that was after I've been dating my boyfriend for a while. I still would have done it. That's true. Okay, you wanna you wanna take a guess at least on half of my name? <sighs> it's really not that hard. I wanna say like something generic, like wise or noble or Taylor, from a tailor. <laughs> okay, okay. Let me spell it. Let me spell it for you. <laughs> my name T A Y L O R. It is an O R. I know I say it with an E R sound. It. I live in the mid. East Midwest? Where where do we live? Are we in the West? No, we're in Saginaw Waffles. West. Okay, but do we fall in the Midwest or are we just the West? We're in the West. Okay. Because Midwest would be around Mississippi. Mississippi. No! It, not, it, Mississippi's in the South! It's the divider of Midwest and East. Okay, there is no divider of West and Wester. Um. <laughs> so that's why, like, if we were in, like, North Dakota, um, the one state that no one ever remembers, it's right there. Um, Illinois? No, not Illinois. But like North Dakota, South Dakota. Michigan. Michigan's on that other side. Wisconsin? Yes, there we go. It was like, it's, it's, it's up there somewhere. <laughs> in there. But if you go follow those lines down, that's like, that's where you go. That's the Midwest. Okay. Or considered West. Okay. We need to get better at that line. Okay. Because okay. Utah's in a gray area of Midwest and West. <laughs> Nobody wants this. It's fine. Um, <laughs> okay, so Taylor... T-A-Y-L-O-R, from a tailor, T-A-I-L-O-R, or mm-hmm. someone who makes Hercules clothes. Hercules Mulligan! Yeah. <laughs> yes. Makes clothes or repairs clothes, typically for men because he's a tailor, um, also because he's a man, but if it's a woman, typically she's called a seamstress. Um, so. That's neither here nor there. However, my full first name is Taylor Ann. I remember the so first I'm... time someone called you that, and I was like, who is that? You're like, it's me. And I was like, huh? Everyone's like, I know your middle name in elementary school. And I was like, no, you don't. You know my full first name. Okay, let me finish. <laughs> so, um, Anne means either favor or grace. But in the, ar- in, 
the incarnation from German, it means eagle. So you're a tailored eagle? N- no, I'm a tailor full of grace. So you're I'm a grateful tailor. <laughs> you're a tailor for the elite. No kidding. Only if they pay well. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I'm going to charge you an arm and a leg. Just for that thing that you know you can I for. saw a video the other day that I cried laughing at and I couldn't decide if it was inappropriate or not. <laughs> so that guy looks buff, has some my, my tattoos, has a ball cap on. Okay, very like Little dude bro. Chad. Was he Chad? No, he was older. Oh, okay. He was older. Like he, he he looked like a dad. He was totally. Chad's father. But like cooler. Yeah, <laughs> but not rude. Um, so he's just like walking, he's explaining how his like I'm like Chad's Ford stepfather. I'll accept that one. He's Ford F one fifty, it's like brand new, it's got a lift, and he gets up to the front and then he like tips the camera and his arm down. I saw it. And he's he's got no legs below or above the knee. No, no. below the knee. Below the knee. Below the knee. He's got no legs and he's just like it's like a one and a half inch lift. They say it's just, you know, what do they even call it? just necessary to keep the engine up and then i was just like dying i was like do i laugh at this yes he intended for you to laugh at that that's why he filmed himself from the chest up so you had no oh, idea it was so funny i was which lets you know that his truck is probably really lowered yeah well no actually it looked pretty normal maybe normal but either way it was pretty great it was just... You're like, dude, bro, lift the truck, all right, and then he, like, bends down, and you're like, oh! Yeah. You don't have no legs, sir! <laughs> so uh, I sent her a video. It, I was in bed, kind of doing that half-sleep thing. It wasn't that late, but I was, like, relaxing, and it was great. And she came out and was frazzled and she was like my electric toothbrush ran out of batteries and i was like what do i do i can't brush my teeth anymore and then she was like you idiot you can still do it acoustically okay <laughs> and it was the acoustically that got me acoustically i told that to avery and it was at like lunchtime when i saw that and it didn't even occur to me to send it to you but you would have laughed because if i continue to think if i send if i'm not careful i'm going to send my entire for you page to you <laughs> I'm very selective so that I don't drown you in 50 videos by the time you're done with work. Which is funny, is now it's getting to the point where you send me a video and I've already seen it. (laughs) No, you do the same thing to me, though. Or we both send each other the same TikTok. Or I forget that she sent the one I'm currently looking at and sent it to her again. (laughs) Speaking of work, I had such a hard time today. I had such a hard time today. I ended up slouching in my chair so hard I thought I was going to fall off because I didn't have any motivation and then I'm like you know what I I've got to take a break I hop off the video call that I was on I go take my recycling out I take a different way back because there were men in an apartment above me fixing the apartment up and they were smoking and I was like I'm not gonna be I thought you were just saying men in general because there were men there's a purpose I didn't want to be ogled and so I took a longer way back I took up some steps and I hit the last step and my ankle tries to like kill me right in front of two people who were just taking a rest from their walk and they're like are you okay and i'm like i'm fine my ankle just wanted to pause wait there old people you can't say yeet leave and then <laughs> keep walking you can't say yeet they're all elderly <laughs> they're not elderly they're just older like 50s 60s i was like you can't you can't say yeet to them. they don't know what that means <laughs> that's why i didn't say it <laughs> Imagine if you did say it. I wonder what their faces would have looked like. like, This is not the end of the story. 
story. I nearly die. I get back inside and then I disassociate for 40 minutes. <laughs> like, oh my God, it's me. Like, I don't even know what happened. I just look up, I'm like, oh, I'm working. Oh, I'm working. What have I been doing? And did you just like stare at the wall for 40 minutes? I don't know. I don't remember. I One of my youth, old youth leaders, basically Ashley's mom, said that she'd never seen anyone space out as much as I do. Okay, were you maladaptive dreaming, daydreaming, or was it, like, actual dissociation? Because I don't remember what I did. Um, I think I daydream more than anything. Because I'll get, like, a stray thought will catch my attention, and then I just run with it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I'm opening a million different Google tabs to be like, well, what about that thing? What about that thing? It's like the rabbit hole you go into when you look up a thing for writing. Mm-hmm. That's how my spacing out works. So my problem is while I can do that, it's very, like, laser focused in on this one thing because I have so many tabs just running in the background anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, my brain is just... Recently, <laughs> recently, the tab that I can't find to close off is I could be brown, I could be blue, <laughs> I could be violet skies, I could be hurtful, <laughs> I could be purple, I could be anything you like. The one that blew me away, though, was the Ryan Reynolds did that. Yes! And then Michael Bublé's reaction was to that... He was like losing it. He's like, really? He sings now? <laughs> and I love that it's just like a collective agreement among the men that I will leave my wife for him. <laughs> like, I just. Okay, I would be sad, but I would accept it. <laughs> like, I'd be sad, but I'd understand. But, but, now that I'm co parent with Ryan Reynolds, and that means I get to hang out with him? But also, you get to hang out with Blake. I know! I and she's like. More excited than that. I was like, Blake is fantastic, so. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I saw. We're just probably going to talk about a lot about TikTok now the that we're both on it. Has, the clock app has sucked the me worms in. The worms of capitalism have eaten my brain. The worms of TikTok have eaten my brain. That's where I'm at today. Yeah, so I saw, um, there's a comedian, and she said, y'all men have to step up your game. She's like, these lesbians almost had me. <laughs> okay, no, I saw a video that it was, it was like a drinking game. So they flipped a card, and it was never have I ever, but drinking, and they're, it's, uh, never have I ever made a woman come. Guy goes to take his drink. His girlfriend put that down. <laughs> I laughed and I showed it to Avery. And he's like, "Come!" And I was like, "Orgasm!" And he's like, "Oh, yeah." The fact that she made him put it down, though, <laughs> he just looked so betrayed at her. <laughs> like, no, what? It's just I laughed. Oh, oh man, she she really was just like, "It's time to screw with you. This is the time. This is the yeah, time to do yeah. it." <laughs> See an opportunity, take an opportunity. Pam, Pam. <laughs> Pam. Pam. Pow. Yeah, but now my brain's on, like, non-stick spray. Which, by the way, I saw some idiot do to tan themselves. No. You know, that's just how you accelerate your skin cancer. That's... You put oil... Pam is for cooking! The oil mixed with the power of the sun. Yeah, you'll tan real fast, but also, like, whole. Oh, that's like a year and a half of skin damage in, like, 30 minutes. Like, are you insane? So for the, I so I tanned really really easy like twenty minutes and I'm like a couple shades darker yeah. and I used to lay out in the sun all the time because the sun yes mm, love the sun I'm already upset that it's seventy degrees outside so it's perfect leave it alone <laughs> I can start it, wearing my long sleeve it feels with really my leather jacket I look killer so that that's the other thing I was thinking about it I have so many cute outfits for fall like all of my wardrobe is like really associated for like fall is like the outfit styles that I do mm-hmm. and it's because. My color palette of choice for clothing is dark. Dark colors, such as, like, dark oranges and 
blacks and grays are a lot more available in the fall. In the summer, it's all bright, and I don't wear bright colors. I I do, because I have I have pink undertones, so I can pull off almost anything. I just don't like to wear bright colors. Mm, I have semi-bright colors. I don't have a lot of, like, dark. So, because of my style preferences, when it, spring and summer hits, it's always, like, colors and florals, and I'm like, I don't wear that stuff. So, my summer slash spring wardrobe is not as fun and cute because I don't like the things that come out. Whereas the fall wardrobe is all dark fall colors and I appreciate those colors more. So, my fall outfits are a lot more put together than my spring outfits. Oh, are we supposed to be put together? No, I'm just saying, like, I I prefer my fall outfits, but I love summer. Like, I am a summer person. I'm a fall person, though. Like, you really are, though. I am. Like, that's that's my happy spot. Like, there, there is no... I'm not dissing on fall at all. I will diss on winter to the end of my life. But <laughs> <laughs> fall's pretty. Fall's fun. You get your fun little sweaters out and everything's cool. But I... Like, my happy space is on my deck in the sun reading a book. In no. shorts and a tank top. That is my yes place. My yes place is taking a walk in the park as all the leaves are falling down. And crunch, 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 crunch. You like a sensory experience, and I like a different kind of sensory experience. Hi, I have ADHD. Like <laughs> 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 you. Hi, I have ADHD. When I tell you my entire life makes no sense. No, <laughs> I still I love that my <laughs> my father basically got offended on her behalf. But I have to just remind him. I can function really well without medication, so I don't need a diagnosis. Yeah, he was mad that it was, he was like, he's like, who even made the rules? He was like, these, these seven people were like, this is normal behavior. Anyone who operates outside of that is messed up in some way. He's like, it's so dumb and undiagnosable, whatever. He's like, that's just normal people, that normal people do those kind of things. And I was like, maybe you have a little bit of ADHD, Dad. Like, because I was just telling you things that she did, and you're like, normal people do that. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, but they don't, Dad. That's the point. <laughs> But I was also thinking about it, because now all of us kids are grown up. I'm the only one that's left in the house because I'm poor and can't afford anything. Um, it's also, the economy in Utah is horrendous because we have On tons the of people ten most, in. Uh, 10 cities in the U.S. that were way overpriced, Utah had three of them. It makes me uncomfortable. And I was like, what? I understand. And I was like, no wonder I can't afford anything. Come on, you're going to make me pay 2300 bucks a month for a 600 square foot apartment? Are you joking? Ew. Yeah, absolutely not. Ew. So, with, yes. With I will, my HOA, I pay 13 I will two stay at home with my parents, as was normal for their parents. Mm-hmm. You know, Avery likes to bring up that uh, we randomly get on political topics. We do. He's like, you said you're not a political podcast, and I was like... It happens sometimes. We don't center on politics, okay? Okay, yeah, we don't center on politics. Take that, Avery. <laughs> we will mention it and then move on. Sometimes. Sometimes mm-hmm. we get a little bit stuck. Okay, I got distracted, though. I was talking about I'm still at home because I can't afford it. Oh, yeah. So all the kids are grown up, and my dad has apparently never knew this, has OCD tendencies. Like, he likes to straighten things. Even if I, it's just, like, random stuff on the counter, I he will, like, straighten them. And it's because we're older now, so he can actually do that uh-huh. because he doesn't have four children running around making a constant unalignment of things. Like, he, I think he maybe met very mild OCD because he can suppress it and not worry about it. Yeah. 
but now well, like I he was parking technically it wouldn't be considered ocd because a disorder is something that like it detracts from your life yeah like you can't function normally he has undiagnosable <laughs> yes. yes yes you tell him that <laughs> you have undiagnosed ocd <laughs> because it's not interrupting your life maybe that's why he likes accounting so much with excel yeah because okay. everything has its place and its order accounting is not math accounting is putting things in order yep However, he did have to take a really hard math test to be an accountant. Yeah, I want to be an accountant. I don't want to be a CPA. He's a CPA. Yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> don't do that. Um, no. So, anyways, um, he was like parking the trailer one day in our in our driveway, mm-hmm. and it was just a tiny bit off. Whatever, he pulled out and fixed it. It was literally like an inch, <laughs> and he fixed okay, it. An inch for a trailer is a lot of real estate, so I will accept that. No, I mean, like, it was, like, it was okay. cricket to the point where you wouldn't notice unless someone pointed it out. Okay, so he wasn't lining up the tractor, I mean, the... the no, he was putting the, the trailer? Tra- he was putting the trailer on our driveway. And it was crooked oh. enough that you barely noticed it, but he still pulled out and realigned the trailer to line up with the edge of the lawn. My brain was like, oh, yeah, no, he's putting the trailer on the hitch. No. An inch is a lot of real estate. Said no, he was parking the trailer. Okay, I understand. There you go. Speaking, speaking of your family, it reminded me. We recently had some cleaners come in and just do a deep clean. And when we were in high school, you once looked at me and said, I have to clean. The cleaners are coming. And it has been almost 10 years, and that sentence never made sense to me until I had cleaners coming. Yep. And then I was, like, nearly panicking. Because I don't want them to know how messy we are. Oh, we clearly have two kids. They know we're messy, but it was just like my hyperfixation was suddenly that with a high dose of anxiety. It was just, it was too mm-hmm. much. My mom will start to clean the house when my brother comes over. And I'm like, Mom, he lived here. <laughs> like, I think he'll be okay if there's a couple dishes in the sink. So we were going to um, give a new fresh coat of white paint on basement. And my mom wanted to repaint my bathroom. Because it's not bad. It's just she's kind of tired of the orange in there. Okay. And so she's going to have my brother-in-law's mom do it. Because she's like she painted houses for years. So she's like hella fast at it. Yeah. To the point where Kelsey was trying. Her oldest sister was trying to take all the light switch covers off. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't because she was too fast. Oh, wow. Yeah. But she just worked around it? Yeah. So by the time Kelsey oldest sister got a, like some of them off and then by the time she went to the next one it had already been painted around so because she's that fast she just edges like none other because she did it for years so she was gonna paint the basement okay. but she's also like in her 60s oh. so she's decided that i'm sorry i would like to but my back's just been really hurting me lately i don't oh, want to yeah. do that so now guess whose job it is to paint the basement <laughs> <laughs> however it's okay because we're getting new carpet down there so i can be a little reckless yeah because everyone was like oh, i think kenzie's the best painter i was like no, no no i'm the messiest painter i get it every freaking where mm-hmm. so i was like if i'm painting the basement mom we gotta cover the couches and everything that was in the toy room in a in a sheet because I will get paint on it have you seen me paint it is all over me <laughs> I am not a clean painter we, uh, we when I was a young teen my dad was redoing our kitchen and 
my siblings and I and my cousin were all painting. And then I fully admit this. If he ever hears this, I will deny it to the end of my days. I don't care if he can replay it. <laughs> to my father, I did not say this. Um, <clears throat> I took the roller brush and I plopped it on top of the uh, fan. Because I was in my head, standing underneath it, you couldn't see it. And standing away, you couldn't really see it. But my dad was, is 6'2", and so he walked in and immediately saw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I've gotten so much trouble this? for that. I still think I'm your dad's favorite child. You know, I'm pretty sure there are so many people that are my dad's favorite child. <laughs> none of his children. I know. Because I remember I was over there one day, and I was eating some sort of candy. And he walked by, and I was like, what's up? And he went... He took someone and said, you're now my favorite. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then I hadn't come over for a long time. And then he was like, where you been? And I ha- had a candy again. And I was like, want some? He's like, you're my favorite again. <laughs> and I was like, okay. It's very on brand for my dad. I always had something that I was eating whenever I went over to your house. I know. I always offered him I don't think I had you come over much because it was uh-uh. like there was always so much chaos. There, there was. And your house was always so quiet, so it felt bad bringing you into the chaos. It's because basically it was just me and middle sister. Yeah. And middle sister and me are, tend to be quiet people. Sometimes. I can be very spastic and loud, yes. But yeah. that is when my social battery is full. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so... Mm. I'm mean, going go in a whole other direction. So every once in a while, um, if I'm more, like thinking about stuff and I get all, am I doing enough in my relationship? Stupid worries that don't actually matter. Um, every once in a while, I'll text boyfriend, like, when do you feel the most loved? Okay. To be like, am I, what am I doing? Or like, are you feeling loved? He said when he feels the most loved is when we're not actually communicating or doing anything. We're just sitting together on the couch, relaxing, just enjoying each other's presence. That's when he feels the most loved. If Avery said that, that would have happened like once in the last month. I would have felt real bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, what the interesting thing is like that's almost like a nightly occurrence for us. Aww. Yeah. So I'm like, we're always but- lying down relaxing somewhere. And we'll maybe be watching a movie or a show, but sometimes there's a period where we're not interacting, we're just both on our phones. Mm-hmm. But so it's the more the companionship. I think so. But also, I think the interesting thing about our relationship is that we rarely have that feel the silence need. Most of our car rides to anywhere is him looking at our fo- at his phone and me jamming out to music. That's most of our car rides. Hmm. We don't have a whole lot of conversation in the car. Most of our car rides are all conversation. Because our children are trapped and there's like, currently Swan Princess is playing. Last week it was Totoro. Like, my children are distracted and they're stuck somewhere, so they're not getting into things. You're like, so me and my husband have a chance to have an adult conversation. Yeah. But, yeah, like, it's interesting, because we do talk, like, all the time, but we're... You guys text a lot. We do. Like, Avery and I don't text. I'm sending him a lot of TikToks now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Avery and I don't text, because mostly his phone stays at home. Yeah, me and boyfriend text all the time. Yeah, so you guys have communication. And it's... Like, sometimes we'll go through periods where we don't, but it's usually a text goodnight or a call goodnight is usually how we end our days. I I will message Avery at, like, somewhere between midnight and 2 a.m. and go, ETA? Question mark? Because I'm waiting for him to get home from work. <laughs> yeah, me, me and boyfriend text all the time. 
when I and whenever it's a smash night, I'm always like, "How you doing? Are you winning?" Like that meme. Are you winning, son? <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes he'll say it's not going so well, or sometimes he's like, "It's doing pretty good." So like, Avery currently works in food service. I called the store he's working at. Karen, hungry Karen, has he encountered? What has he encountered a hungry Karen yet? If he has, he hasn't told me. Okay, because I feel like Avery's too nice of a person that they would feel bad me being mean to him. They probably wouldn't, but, you know. I I, well, could you just imagine his little, like, okay face? And then a normal human would feel bad for having been mean to him. Yeah. Normal Karens are not normal humans. They have turned off that empathy button. Um, anyways, Kenzie, let me finish my story. Sorry. <laughs> so I called, because um, it was the one day of the week that he works during the day, but I needed him like home kind of like a heads up because i was like really frustrated with the boys and i just needed like a 10 minute break where i didn't have to be in charge or someone touching me and so i called and like it's like hey is avery in store and they're like uh no he's out right now i was like okay cool can you just tell him to give his wife a call when he gets back apparently he walks in the building everyone in the front half of the store is like you need to call your wife <laughs> and then his boss who took the call comes out and he's like your wife is scary. And he gets home and tells me that. I'm like, excuse me! Excuse me! I used my good customer service voice. Well, I thought that was scary. I didn't yell. All I asked was, are you in the store? And okay, cool. Can you have him call me when he gets in? What about that was scary? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You're like low-key offended that they I thought you were scary. Like, excuse me. You're like, I, I can super- be, but not in that situation. No super polite i just needed to i all i needed to know was what time he was getting home because i'd sent him a text like an hour and a half before that i'd called him an hour before there was nothing i was just really getting overwhelmed i just needed a little bit of help Mm. i still can't get over the fact that um middle sister like she heard me talking on the phone one day and she was like you're kind of rude and i was like huh (laughs) and i think it was nani (laughs) (laughs) was what my reaction kind of felt like and I think it's because after working in a... I call it a reverse call center. Yeah. Because I don't call people. People call me, and then I pretend that I work for that company. Yeah. Which could be really frustrating because they'd ask for something. like, I don't know. All these notes say is that to say they're not there. That's all I have. <laughs> I unfortunately don't have their schedule. I'm so sorry. I know. So it's like you have to lie really well to these people because you don't actually work for that company although you do but but also like if it got bad enough you'd be like look this is a call service i don't actually work for them i cannot help you yeah he'd be like okay bro listen i just answered the phone this is all the information i have (laughs) that's it anyways so i learned to use a tone of voice that was polite but very much a i don't got time for any of your bullcrap like this is what's gonna happen if they if they had any sort of attitude that one out because i don't think i've heard you use it much hmm give me a scenario um karen calls in immediately starts screaming because she needs to talk to a lawyer um, screaming like my, so, my baby is now <laughs> like ma'am ma'am i understand that you're upset but he's not available right now so i can't take a message for you unless you want to try something else but that's all i can do right now oh felt that one in my soul <laughs> like it's polite but i hate messing around <laughs> But I was using, like, my actual, like, we're friends, big quotes, friends, customer service voice. Not oh. a this person. But it was the tone of voice of, I only want to have this call once. 
So I'm going to tell you everything clearly and plainly this one time. Because I do not want to call you in because I hate being on the phone. <laughs> and oh, see, I would much rather be on the phone and get the, the thing done. The thing I'm learning is that no, a lot it's of not, people... It, so I, my job was to get employment verifications. Okay. Which, by the way, depending on how fast people got them to me or at all, determined how I felt about the company. If your HR team sucks, your company sucks. Basically. Yeah. Pig in a jelly jar. Stupid restaurant downtown somewhere. It's just up the street from me. I called them so many times to get a higher end date for this person so they could get a house. And the only reason they hadn't been able to get a house is because this stupid manager, he's not in right now. It's a manager of a really popular restaurant that's always busy. What do you mean he's not in ever? So basically, every time someone's like, let's go eat here, my little brain goes, they're a bad company. Because the manager avoided me for three weeks. Three weeks? Yes. And I called them three times a day, every day. No. Because I needed this so this person could get their stupid loan to get this house. And the only reason they couldn't is because this was like a two-year period that we needed to verify. They had a job. I, I would have told the... The underwriter, hey, tell this person to start calling, too. The loan officer. That person. Was also calling them. <gasps> the underwriter would call them as well. Basically, we were, like, being an annoying telemarketer, trying to get a hold of this stupid manager, because they were the only one who could look up in the system. That's, that's dumb. And it's, like, one of those, one call and it's done, dude. Go back to your office, give me two dates, bye. Never have to talk to you again. <laughs> but no. I will borderline harass you to get this stuff done. Please stop calling. Give me the information I need. I'm like, I can't stop calling. Or the worst was when they were actively working for said company. Uh-huh. And they wouldn't give me the stuff I needed. So we have to know their pay and their overtime and the hours they worked yeah. to make sure that they can pay back the loan. Yeah. And when they wouldn't give that to me, like it would to the point where it's like sometimes the loan officer would be like, hey. Your employer won't give us this information, so I need you to go in there and tell them the only reason they can't get a house is because of them. <laughs> like, go talk to your manager and or to the HR team and say, I can't get a house because you won't give them the information. It's literally like that sometimes. Wow. Mm-hmm. So Young Living, that essential oil place, uh-huh. love them because it was so fast. I mean, I think essential oils are crap if you have an actual infection, like... You know, a virus that's currently activating you. However, if your throat if your throat hurts because you've been coughing, sure, have some. That'll soothe it nice. If you're a little stressed out, lavender can calm you down a little bit. If you have sore muscles, sure. But if it's like an actual legitimate thing, your oils ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> My standpoint is medicine is great. Use when and where it will be effective. There you go. Don't be a rage person like me. <laughs> because there are so many plant stuff that, like, insulin is a plant. We use that. Is you it? get insulin from a plant. I had no idea. Yeah. However, my friend who is um, diabetic said has to pay, like, 150 bucks a month just to not die. <sighs> One little vial, 150 bucks. Last for a month. Just Maybe. so she does not die. I'm pretty sure it was the... People who patented insulin patented it for a single dollar. Like, they, they gave it away. You can buy it for a single dollar. Mm-hmm. 
And then the person who controls whatever part of it is, like, jacking up the price. And, like, these people are trying to not die. Same with an EpiPen. They're so expensive. There are good and bad things about the U.S. healthcare. I'd rather be like Germany. It's fine. They never have to worry. My mom My mom has several doctor friends who moved here from Canada because they were sick and tired of not being able to help people. Yeah, but we don't have to be like Canada. We can be like Germany. What does Germany have? They have Universal. Mm-hmm. But it works much better. Okay. They have Universal for the, oh, you need surgery now? Sure. Our next surgery is tomorrow at 7. See you then. I don't know about that, but I haven't dug that far into it. I don't speak or read German. Okay, so I want to bring up something. Okay. So I, as you people know, I work in a warehouse, do a lot of walking. And I, when I buy, I bought new pair of shoes for work. Because my old pair that I was wearing a lot, um, the inserts didn't come out. Okay. So when they wore out, they were just dead. So I had to get new shoes. So I got new shoes with, and actually I was going through and I was like, do these come out? Do these come out? Do these come out? So I found some that do come out. And I actually walked around in them. And if they had a weird... Sometimes they feel weird when they fold over among your toes, and it's like, ah, what is that? Yeah. So I was trying to find some that didn't do that. So I finally found a pair of black Nikes that didn't do that. And I was that famous footwear, so of course they weren't like an arm and a leg. (laughs) Anyways, but I had... It was really weird, because I have worn a size 7 for a very long time. Okay. These are a size 8. Hmm. And, like, they fit... And fit? That's what I'm thinking. Like, have I been wearing the wrong shoe size for, like, my entire life? Yeah. Because I've been wearing these size 8 shoes, and they're comfortable, and I wanted wide toe space because my pinky toe on my right foot's a little weird, so it makes this really painful callus on the toe next to it. Okay. If my toes are too squished together. So I got wide toe. I was like, I need a lot of toe space. Okay. So I got an 8, and I was like, these are comfortable and everything. But now all of my shoes feel very small. Like, not like, oh, I need to buy new shoes. Like, the, the toe part feels like it's shrunk. Because you got more toe space than the other one and finally can have toe space. So I think I'm like, and all, most of my shoes are Converse. So already tiny to begin with. Yeah. And it's like, they're not uncomfortable. It's just now that I spend like 50 hours a week in a really wide toe space shoe, everything just feels squished. I... So I feel like I might start buying eights from now on. <laughs> well, so I think, so with pregnancy one feet didn't really change pregnancy too i think it went up a size didn't really matter it was went from a nine to a ten um nine to a nine and a half ten i i maybe wear shoes like five hours a week yeah i spent like 50 hours in yeah. shoes so and then also my dad because i mean they don't look any different to me but he said maybe your feet have gotten a little bit wider because you're spending so long on them walking around and doing a lot of things totally possible so I was like, and then even if I do get, like, when I do get a different job, I probably will still buy H just for the toe space. Mm-hmm. Just to wiggle my toes around and splay them out. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> but yeah, it was really weird. So I was like, have I been wrong buying the wrong size of shoes my whole life? And I think, no, I think sevens work. But now that I have experienced ample toe space, I'm like, oh. <laughs> You're more apt pick the more toe space yeah so like because converse are my default go-to shoe i love converse i have my calvin opas pair 
Calvin and Paws, Calvin and Hobbes pair. <laughs> I have my one piece pair. I have my white mids that I wore today. And then I have my gray mids that I have. And I have my red Converse. Mm-hmm. And I think I have another pair. I can't think of it. Anyways, five what of my... What about sh- your high tops? Oh, yeah, there they are. No, that was my... Calvin and Hobbes and one piece are my high tops. Oh, I thought you had some plain high tops. No, I used to. And they got rid of them. <laughs> Because they were a size 9, and that's too big. Yeah. <laughs> and I <laughs> speaking of that, we had, I think it was high school or something, we had, like, crazy something day, and I had my hair up in really high pigtails, and I was wearing two different shoes. I had a red Converse on and the teal high top on. Oh, that'd be weird. Yeah, and I forgot, because it's Converse, so they feel the same. Yeah. I was walking around Walmart because I bought something and I saw this kid sitting there. I was like, what is she? Oh, my shoes are different. <laughs> See, Amy does that just normally. He says it's because they last longer when he's rotating between two pairs of shoes. I don't know. I felt like it lasted the same amount of time as if he'd bought a pair of shoes and then a pair of shoes. But whatever. It works for him. I can see that. I mean, in a warehouse, for sure. Like, if you rotate it, they'd probably last longer. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. Putting a lot of miles on these shoes, and I haven't had them in long. Yeah. Well, so I have four pairs of Converse. I have my um my seafoam green high tops. I have my dark green ones. I have my highlighter yellow ones, which are really dirty, and I just need to wash them so people believe me that they're highlighter yellow. I had so many arguments at work about those shoes, and then I have my purple um wedding shoes that I really just need to. They're when I I wear them when pregnant because they always fit. But I need to wear them down enough so that I can get my uh, my shadow box made. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I've noticed that I have not tied a pair of shoes in a very long time. Oh, I tie my shoes every time I put them on. Because my Converse, I'll just, like, loosen them up and put the shoelaces in and then walk around in them. No. And then they stay fine. No. Yes, they do. No. Mm-hmm. No, the idea of not having a shoe securely tightened to my foot give me a weird level of anxiety <laughs> is that adhd brain i uh, probably <laughs> probably probably but i've i just like i've stopped doing it and like also my shoes that are tennis shoes that aren't converse they are tied but they're tied loose enough that i can just slip my shoes on and off And I think it's because I'm not as active as I was in high school where I needed that shoe to be tight on me because I was running. I don't run. (laughs) Not anymore. So I don't need my shoe to be constantly tight on me. I need my shoes to be tight because at any moment I need to be able to like fling myself across the room or snatch a child out of the road. Like. Mm -hmm. But I don't have that concern. So I think that's why I stopped tying my shoes. Yeah. I'm also just lazy as hell, so <laughs> I just don't want to know my shoes. Also, with I've stas- decided laziness is when you do not do things that you know you should do because you don't want to do them versus everything else. It's like, I want to do the thing. I can't, I don't have the energy to do the thing. I heard a really good definition of what procrastination is, is that it's like you're not putting the thing off because you're lazy. You're putting it off because it's not something that's fun. I just, I think the word lazy is too overused in our society. Well, it doesn't mean what it is supposed to mean anymore. Because there's actually an underlying cause. Like, lazy means, oh, you need to do that thing. And you go, eh. 
and then it just sits there forever. Not because you don't want to do it, but because it's like you're just not going to. Yeah. Well, so like. And now it's like it's not. Now it's like we have an ADHD thing of like you're sitting there arguing with your brain, like let's go do the that, thing. That's called executive dysfunction. Yeah, executive function. Um, you're like let's go do the thing, and then you don't go do the thing. Whereas, like, I feel like it makes sense because I don't enjoy homework at all. So I would literally put it off until if I put it off anymore, I wouldn't turn it in on time. Yeah. And I think it's because that definition made sense to me because it's not fun, so I put it off to do something fun. So I I just hate the word lazy because it's connotation, not denotation, but has been very much, you're not doing what I told you to do when I told you to do it. You're not you know doing all mm-hmm. the things that was that was an interesting thing um when i was at boyfriend's house one time his because when my parents asked me to do something you just do it not like as a like you'll get in trouble it's just you just do it it's gonna take two seconds like it's nothing out of my time they asked me to do it sure over and done mm-hmm. and i remember i was at boyfriend's house and his mom asked him to take out the trash and the way he reacted i looked at him i was like it's not even going to take you a full minute why are you complaining hmm because I was like, we aren't, we're literally doing nothing right now. I'm on my phone. You're on the computer. We are doing nothing right now. She asked you to take out the garbage. It literally is going to take you less than a minute. Why are you complaining about it? Like, it didn't make sense to me. Like, it was just simple, ask, quick, and done. Culture. And I was like, that's just how I was raised. Yeah. Simple, ask, quick, and done. Whereas, like, his family is kind of, his family, um... <laughs> So, like, I'm wondering how many times he's in the middle of something important and they interrupt him to go do something menial that will take them two seconds. Mm. So I'm wondering how many times it happened to him. Whereas me, like, my parents would always respect the homework, though. If I was doing homework, like, oh, you're doing homework, never mind, it can be done later or I can do it. Like, they would never ask me to do things because I was doing homework, which was a priority. Whereas I wondered, for him, there was a lot of times where they didn't understand why homework was important because his parents didn't graduate elementary school. Oh. They grew up really, really poor in Mexico. That would make a difference. Yeah. So school wasn't a priority then. And so when he is sitting there in high school trying desperately to get the GPA he needs and the grades he needs in order to get a scholarship to afford college. Mm-hmm. And they're totally disregarding that homework's important and being like, what's the big deal? Like, it doesn't matter. And he's like, yes, it does. Yeah. I know, like, despite best efforts, I don't think my parents always recognize that, like, I as a human being, although I was not yet a legal adult, did have things that were more important or things that, to me, in that moment, were more important than what they were asking for. Mm-hmm. And I think that was just a product of their own raising. Because... Because my parents were always, like... If it was something quick, they'd ask. Uh-huh. Like, hey, can you take out the garbage? Or they'd be like, hey, don't forget about the garbage. Like, Wednesday nights, I take out the garbage because trash day is Thursday. Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of a thing. And they'll remind me, like, yeah, okay. And as long as I get it before the day's done or they're in bed, like, nobody cares. Yeah. But, I mean, there are certain things. Like, today, I was sitting out on the on the deck what, looking at TikTok videos on my phone. Been there for, like, an hour or two because, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Um, and just vegging out. And my mom comes in and she says, hey, 
can you find the recipe box? Because we remodeled our kitchen, so all of our kitchen stuff is just in boxes. Yeah. And she wanted to make banana bread, didn't know where the recipe box was. She's been working hard. She's tired. And I said, yeah. And I spent, like, ten minutes digging through the boxes, and then I found it. Like, I just didn't even, like, I, it's not that no is not an option. It's just that it's an easy task. So why would I I say no? So I think the difference is I don't feel like I ever had a no. Mm. Because I never had a no. And it's it's the same thing that I talked to other mom friends about. I was like, okay, like, they're, they're freaking out. Like, they're trying to control all these things. Like, what control can you actually give to them? Because if you can have more control in your life, you're less likely to stress out about everything. Mm. I have done this. I do this with my friends is that, like, I'll be like, hey, do you want to do this thing? Or do you want to come with us somewhere? And the way they go, well, I'm like, and then I'll interrupt and say, you can say no. Like, that is an option. Like, you don't have to make up an excuse. You can just straight up say no. <laughs> like, And then when I tell them that, they go, oh, yeah, I don't want to. I'm like, there you go. Like, yeah, that well, can I mean, be, like, that's a response. That is a valid answer. But a lot of kids didn't get that mm-hmm. but now i think because i've ins- said that enough to my friends that now they're comfortable saying yeah i got something else yeah or i, mean, I don't i don't feel like it i think i'm just gonna go home and lay down like they I, know that they don't have to make up some excuse they can just tell me what they actually want to do and i'm like okay yeah i think i'm pretty good at that you're like hey you want to do this thing it's like i'm so sorry i am unavailable and then um, all right i don't have any child care or whatever it is like mm-hmm. also um there's the difference between, like, if I say, I just, I saw this thing, and I said, like, that's really it. Um, if I say, like, do you want to go get lunch today? And someone says, sure, that means that if you get tied up and say, hey, I can't go anymore, f- fine. It's, like, it wasn't on the calendar. It wasn't on the calendar. It was just, sure means cool, but if not, whatever. So, like, difference being, I have a girls' night to watch Pride BBC's Pride and Prejudice with... Which one? Karen Knightley. There you go in like two weeks instead of going to my in-laws because yay bridge burning i'm holding off to the holidays like i'm gonna go spend time with her and we're gonna watch it we're gonna have dinner like that's on the calendar if that gets canceled i'm gonna be real sad Mm -hmm. because that was do you want to do this thing and you said yes 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 i want to do this thing scheduled and for me i think that's a difference if it's if it's on the calendar at least a day in advance Mm-hmm. Because, like, that, for me, makes it a definite plan versus a, hey, sis, you want to go get dinner? Mm-hmm. Like, so, so that's, like, the language connotation. Sure takes the pressure off. Because you go, yes, I would like to do this thing, but if we can't do the thing, I'm not going to be bummed out. I don't really care. If it happens, awesome. If not, whatever. Yes means this is, I want this to happen. We need to kind of make sure that it happens. The difference between being, like, you're with your significant other and you say, hey, do you want to go out tonight? And they say, sure. Mm-hmm. If something comes up and you end up staying in, nobody's upset. Yeah. If you say, do you want to go out tonight? And they say, yes, you have to make that happen because they're expecting a night out because they want it. It's, it's to the point, with or without you, I will have a night out. <laughs> okay. So I wouldn't make it that far just with but the I mean, way like, my own life tends to lay out mm-hmm. because, again, I have more continuous commitments because I have children. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, if it's not on the calendar... You didn't talk to me about it. We yeah. didn't schedule it. Like, so, like, last night, we ended up grabbing dinner at our favorite place, and then we went to the park and we fed ducks. Honestly, because the boys were being horrendous. Those ducks were surrounding that child? 
That was the night before. Oh. We fed ducks two nights in a row. <laughs> but then we went to the park, and then the boys came home, and they both slept really well because they were out in nature, and they got to do things. And it gave Avery and I a break from being trapped in our house with our children. In your, sometimes it is a trap. In your only two-bedroom house, because where else are you going to escape to? <laughs> Nowhere. I have no escape. Um, but then, like, that was like, cool, that was super fun. Versus tonight, we had childcare. We went out and we did glass blowing. We made cups. We will get them later. And I am so excited. It was so much fun. It was scheduled. It was up on the calendar. Like, this was happening. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, it's like, hey, I don't want to cook tonight. Do you want to, like, go get Chinese or something? And be like, eh, no. Okay, cool. We'll find something to cook then. <laughs> like... <laughs> Uh, dude, getting a boyfriend to make a food decision is difficult because <laughs> it's I always say basically I find out whether or not we can eat out but depending on his response okay I'll say I'm hungry what do you want and then he'll say isn't there food at home and then I know that we can't eat out <laughs> but then if he says what do you want I know that we can eat out and every so sometimes I'll be like I'm thinking this and then he'll usually he usually agrees with whatever I want okay but every once in a while I'll be like well, what do you want and it's the classic, I don't know. I So I gave him three options. Okay. I said, do you want Asian? Do you want, um, I usually say Asian, Italian, or something American. Okay. Those are three options. And then he usually picks one. And then I name three of his favorite places to go within those categories. And then he picks one. And that's where we go. <laughs> yeah. Because if I just say, say pick something, he won't know what to do. He'll Eight just, parameters. he just like. It's not that, like, he doesn't go, oh, I don't know what to do. It's just that there's too many options that his brain's like, I don't know. I don't care. Like, he doesn't care enough to make a decision. Yeah. So I have to be like, here's your parameters. And he's like, oh, a decision. <laughs> like, a lot. A decision appeared within my lap. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> no, so, like, Avery and I flip flop back and forth between, like, hitting old favorites and finding new restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like, what, last year, year before last, or his birthday, we ended up going to... His mom and stepdad took himself and I. It, it would have to be three years ago because 1.0 wasn't here yet. We went to a vegan restaurant. Ooh, boy, did that almost cause an argument. Was it because it was vegan? Yes, because it was vegan. Why did they care so I don't much? Even care. I don't even know. I don't even know. Don't care. <laughs> you're, like that. you're like, that's a, maybe a conversation for our podcast because that's a lot of, hmm. Or you're just like, nope, bread burning. I don't care. I'm never going to know. It's a lot of. Politicized things. Oh, a lot of boomer things. Yeah, yeah. We can categorize. <laughs> we can categorize it a boomer thing. All right. And, anyway, and boomer, boomer, and very strictly religious things. So conservative white male political view. How did you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. But it was. I we tried a vegan restaurant because Amy wanted to try it, and like. We found some, like, really good restaurants. We found some decent restaurants. Like, my favorite place in Arizona. I don't even know how to get there, but I just remember. It's literally, like, this shack. The best burritos I've ever had. Mm-hmm. See, like, I want to go to Hawaii one day mm-hmm. for honeymoon. And I want to be like, let's spend three days on the big island, do the touristy thing. Then I want to spend the rest of the time on a less popular island and ask the locals what to do. Mm. 
because they live there. They know what to do. They know where the good places are. And then I just relax. Yeah. Because vacation for me isn't, it's like, yes, let's do some fun things. But also we're here for a week. So we have four things that are fun and scheduled. And then the rest of the time we're either hanging out or like, hey, let's, uh, what's that over there? Let's go see that thing. That's kind of what I do when it's a v- actual vacation versus like a trip taking, a memory making trip with children. Because, mm-hmm. um, what was it? When I went to D.C., when my aunt and my uncle and my cousin were all going, and she's like, hey, you want to come? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> because it was, like, ninth grade, and I was, like, obsessed with history. It was eighth grade. I had our eighth grade history teacher. What was his name? He wrote very prettily on the board. We were all really impressed. Was he the short one with the dark curly hair? No. He was in the very corner on the second floor. Oh, mine was always on the first floor. I don't know who the second floor guy was. Yeah, he was my history teacher. Anyways, so I was in eighth grade at the time, and I was like, yeah, I want to go. It's Washington, D.C., all the museums and things. That's amazing. And it was really cool. I would love to go back there. I want to go back so bad one day. The Vietnam Memorial will probably stay in my brain forever. And there was, in the National History Museum, I was, like, losing my mind. Because I was like, it's Sesame Street. And also, like, legitimate CIA spy equipment. Oh, wow. So that was cool. Yeah. And also, like, here's how they snuck people across the... Um, the wall in Berlin in a car that, f- that was like this big but they managed to stuff like 10 people in it and I was like well Whoa. yeah it was amazing anyways but like every second of that trip was planned no so like it was get up early and go to the things and it was all great and amazing and cool and in the, the day I was exhausted it was like I will not regret that trip ever but every second of it was planned so I was a little, it was a weird sense of this is really cool, and I'm very tired. <laughs> yeah. I. So, like, I'm not mad that everything was planned, because we've got to see so much stuff. But also, like, if there was, like, two days in between all that to just, like, not do anything, <laughs> probably would have been great. Because <laughs> I remember the Capitol, like, so you know that famous picture of George Washington kneeling and praying? Yes. That thing is huge. Like, it is the size of a wall in the Capitol building. It is massive. Oh, wow. I didn't know it was that big. And I was like, what the heck, man? This thing's huge. And the one where he's rolling across the river, also huge. I think I knew that one was really big. I was, like, shocked at how big it was. I think I knew I was like, why is this? I was like, this is a life-size painting. Why is it so big? (laughs) And it was really cool walking around the Capitol building and, like, and then, what is that stretch called? The Capitol building, Washington Monument, Lincoln Memorial. There's a whole stretch. I know there's a word for it. There is a word for it. I don't know. All I know is on your left is coming to mind. (laughs) It's the only thing that's coming to mind. Because that's where they ran. I learned that Chris Evans was actually the one who did all of the running. Yeah, because his mom was a dancer and they literally couldn't find anybody who ran like him. And they're like, well, sucks to be you. You got to run. He runs in incredible form. Yeah. So they were like, well now you have to run it all because <laughs> we can't find anyone if you, if this other person runs they're gonna know it's not you <laughs> yeah probably did you hear that there is a strike going on with the filming crew for tvs yes proud of go for it yes i do mind i do not mind not watching anything on netflix for a while if it supports you people because i haven't watched anything on netflix for a very long time unfortunately well, everything I watch on Netflix is, like, animated. Already done. Oh, yeah. But also, it's already done. It's out. Let's go Because ne- Netflix tends to do, here's the whole season. Except if it's a big one. Apparently, their Explained series is ongoing. 
Oh yeah, like um on Disney Plus everything is weekly for the which, Marvel's What If and Loki and Which is stuff. fine. But like, excuse me, I pay for streaming to not have to wait. Yeah. Which is also why they have a valid argument. It's behaving like legitimate TV without commercials. Mm-hmm. So they deserve more money. So I'm like, sure, you guys go for it. You do get it. that up pay. You do it. You do it. Because you guys have to work insane hours, and they're also striking to have better hours. And more time off. More time off. Because like, seriously, like having like a 14-hour day and so, only having 10 hours to mm-hmm. recuperate, eight of those hours are for sleeping. You have two hours to eat and do whatever else in there. And if you decide to do something else, you're limiting your sleep time, uh-huh. which means, which this lady said, they're getting into accidents because they're so freaking exhausted. And if you say not two hours, it doesn't really make your brain go, oh, you get home. If you live close, you have 30 minutes before you have to sleep. Like it's they're They're working in a way that is unsustainable is unsustainable it's really terrible we support strikes yes we do support strikes because there was is oh, nestle did you hear nabisco yeah they did they solve things or were they yes good yep their uh um their workers actually came out ahead that's good that's yes. good yep. and i loved i was seeing stickers at the grocery store that said respect the strike mm-hmm. on all the stuff and i think people were because those shelves were pretty stocked <laughs> yeah i uh had a head stickers I would have stickered up. Because mm-hmm. I think that we're we're now getting to the generation that is going, hey, these people are on strike. we got to support that. Well, if you think about it, it was either our grandparents or our great-grandparents who had great labor unions, who actually had... It was, it was, it was our power, grandparents. Our grandparents, yeah, yeah. Who were using their power, which then got diminished with subsequent generations but hey we were also raised with the people who were like yeah union all the way and now we are seeing like oh we're getting shot repeatedly with all of these choices that other people are making cool you mean i don't have to work for you until you concede to my demands for a better living Mm -hmm. i am i am selling you my time Mm -hmm. and it is worth something yeah so, like, when my favorite thing, though, is, like, when companies are, like, hey, like, come work for us. Like, no, you got to, like, you convince me to work for you. I shouldn't have to convince you to hire me because I am selling you my time. I am yeah. deciding whether or not you're worth it, <laughs> which I think we are now was with the labor shortage right now. I think we're in a position to do that now. We were in the position to do it before. But, but now, now I think it's, it's just... actually like, oh, I can seriously say you're not going to pay me enough for my time. I'm not working for you. If I didn't like my job so much. I know. And Gen Z, man, because, like, they will quit because they're like, you know what? No. And they just leave. There is no two weeks notice because they were disrespected. So they're like, hey, bye. Deuces. I just, I can't. And I really appreciate the ballsiness of that. Because I understand that not everybody is financially secure enough to do that. Yeah. However, I really appreciate that the work managers and people who are in charge are starting to understand that my company is only here because of the people I hire. If they decide enough is enough, I will die, basically. Like, the film industry, what does she call them? 
I don't know. And the 600-something. Basically, it's all your camera grip dudes uh, are unionized. Yeah. And you can't do anything without them. She was saying there are not enough non-unionized camera operators to meet the demand. Yeah. So, like, you could hire a replacement and they would probably quit really fast because they're so overworked. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, it's not one of the thing where it's, like, Amazon was, like, they're on strike. I've hired a bunch of people to replace you. Bye. It's crap. They're on strike. We can't do anything. I don't think anyone on Amazon was striking. I think they were trying to form a union, which all I have to say is the fact that yeah. companies are allowed to put out non-union propaganda because they're terrified of us unionizing makes me want to to unionize so much harder because like if this and they made it mandatory that you have to unionize no amazon and he was back east they made mandatory anti-union meetings which would make you want to unionize so you don't have to go to meetings are horrible people meetings Meetings are the worst this could have been an email at my (laughs) this could have been an email and here we are 30 minutes later i have work to do um but at my current job, we have a, it's called a ticker in the morning, and it's usually some sort of safety thing. Okay. And when we don't have one, I'm very sad because it is really early and I'm tired. If I could just sit down and, like, kind of wake up for a second, it's great. <laughs> if I have to just go right into work, I'm like, what that's, is happening? That's been much. Yeah. I mean, we have a weekly, like, Zoom meeting where we're all like, I miss your face. I haven't talked to anyone who doesn't live in my house in a little while. Let's talk about work things. Let's talk about random things. I had a coworker. So she's vaccinated. She's a three-month-old baby. Her dad passed away the weekend of her birthday. It's been like three weeks. And she and her baby caught COVID because they were at the hospital for some testing. Oh. He's three months old. Oh my gosh. They don't know enough about what happens to newborns. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be very touch and go. Ugh. He has pulled through. He's apparently doing phenomenal now. So, okay, good. Like, every time, every good. day, I'll be like, How are you? How's your baby? Like, there were about three days where she's like, He's just, he's on breathing treatments. He's got oxygen on full time. Like, he's just not waking up, which is the reason they took him to the ER because he wasn't waking up to eat. And they're like, I know children. You scream and cry when you're hungry. Hello? Yeah, well, 1.0. Within six hours of being born, was taken to the prime was not taken to primary. Was taken to the Instacare because he wasn't waking up to eat, which is one of the signs that he's not getting enough milk. Or for his his case, he wasn't being able to maintain his salts or sugar levels. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty clear sign that something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I remember that he was there for he was in the hospital where he was delivered for three days, and then he went to our major was it the children's GQ? hospital yeah, yeah. and then he was at the major children's hospital near us for another seven days so i didn't get to bring him home until day 10 yeah and he, he left the hospital smaller than when he arrived mm-hmm. however i remember the nurses were really great because they're like you're like you know he's in the best place he can be he's actually doing okay but we can't send him home until we know that he can do this on his own <laughs> Yeah, those last few days were just like, yeah, he just has to eat enough within a 24-hour period. He has to pass the car seat test. That cursed car seat test, I freaking hate it. Um, ugh, 
I just think about the parents where they deliver way too early and they have this little fit in my hand baby and they just like months in the hospital watching this itty bitty thing grow yeah that'd be so hard we have to call it there yeah hey look at that yeah episode 20 here you go bam 20 episodes my freaking goodness okay please for the love of god it is spooky season (laughs) send us (laughs) your scary things okay please please for the we love saw, God. We saw that people from other countries were listening to us. Yeah. Send us your scary stories. Send us your your culturally different scary stories because like the Krampus, like, dude, that's not a fun thing at Christmas. <laughs> I'm just saying. Germany's hardcore. Like, <laughs> Germany's hardcore, man. <laughs> let's be honest. All their words are hardcore. Everybody's like, we're all the same, and Germany's like, screw you, <laughs> I'm different. <laughs> I love the hot I love the word for hospital. Klankenwagen. <laughs> See ambulance. See, it's like everyone's like, we're the same, and Germany's like, screw you, I'm gonna be different. <laughs> I'm gonna be different and have my own words. <laughs> Alright guys, email us ktmissadventures at gmail.com Yep, you can send us there. Short stories, scary stories, topics you want us to talk about. Just hello would be appreciated. It's me. It's just us guys. Come on, <laughs> you should know us pretty well at this point. You shouldn't be shy to send us things. We're not really shy. <laughs> if you haven't noticed. Alright, so, signing off. This is Kenzie. This is Taylor. See y'all next week. Bye! Bye.